0: Where's the
1: manager? Walzer Automotive presents car selling secrets. It's
0: my grandfather's. Come on, start it's the terrible. show. People I'm are stealing waiting.
1: Doug's grandfather's shell. Honest to God, the only thing I ever found my grandfather was like an empty wine bottle. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, it is time for Car Selling Secrets with...
0: Doug Sprinthal and special guest... Tiffany Norton.
1: And Andy Brad Bernard. Wonderful.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh,
0: people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that you know adjusters
1: would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Is that Robin Trower? No, it's me. It's Oh, that's right. We talked about you stealing Robin Trower's riffs again. It's a
0: Robin Trower tune. We
1: covered I it. We just, I so brought much.
0: in Sarah's music in mind, so we don't get kicked off YouTube for a copyright infringement.
1: Can I sing yeah, Four Below? sure come on let's we got to play that sometime and i'll sing it okay,
0: okay that guy's a, i think he's dead but he's a great singer the bass player was a singer in that
1: band it was uh james
0: What was his name? James. anyway let's not yeah, ignore... ignore our
1: guest no let's ignore tiffany okay. she's out of the mix <laughs> forget it we're talking robin trower you're out it's just how it is
0: <laughs> welcome to episode 53 surprisingly God. long run of car selling secret episodes tiffany norton is our guest today you got a wild career, radio, TV, comedian. You have a degree in law enforcement. Be- before we get started with all that, the tradition is you have to tell us the story of the very first car you owned okay, or was given to by your parents.
2: I think that you will remember this car, but they don't make them anymore. I had a 1979 Datsun 280ZX oh, wow. 2 Plus oh,
0: 2 with wow. a straight
2: six. I love that car.
0: Straight six? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what they had on them. God, yeah. Amazing.
2: Yep. I thought I'd drop a little engine knowledge No, on
0: that's, that's totally groovy. <laughs> was it a stick shift or an automatic?
2: It was an automatic. Yeah, and uh, my so dad bought it, it as we're kind done. of... we done. Yeah, well, it was a midlife crisis car for my dad, and then I got to drive the, the extra one. Cut. But it plowed the streets for us. That thing was so low.
0: You were the, only the second person whose first car was cool. So we would have been doing this, and everybody else starts out with just shit boxes and $10 <laughs> cars. You and Tom's daughter. Tom goes, well, let's see, what was my first car? Oh, it was the Jaguar. (laughs) So any untimely events happen in the 280Z?
3: What are you laughing about? You got the same thing. (laughs) A Dodge Durango? Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty nice. It's not bad, but it's not a cool car.
0: But it's not a $500 shitbox. No, it's not.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Tiffany,
1: you can tell people to go F themselves on the show if you want.
2: I didn't know that. That's great. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to hold that card. Yeah,
1: I'm hold just them. hold the card. Go, yep. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, not
0: actually hooked up to the internet. This is We're all paid therapists for yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Oh,
1: good. For yeah. me, yes. It, well, I need one, believe me. I need three. It's true.
0: So where do we start with you? Do you want to talk? It's, I, I was surprised to learn. I'll tell all the, the uh, listeners that um, Tiffany and I met each other a couple years ago. Uh, over to competitors and we just kind of talked casually in the hall knew some people in common and then we got to be Facebook friends and the more I learned about her it's just like this woman is really interesting and would make a great guest but one of the, my recent surprises is that you have a degree in law enforcement from Mankato State
2: it's true but what you're currently
0: woman. not a cop
2: no i never so what the I, hell happened? I never actually became a law enforcement officer but i got that degree because my theory was i was going to go to law school Right. And they didn't have, I mean, you get a degree in pre-law, what do you do with that? And yeah. I just thought it was more practical to get a law enforcement degree and prep for my LSATs and all that stuff. And then I just never got there. I just, I as I got out of the field, I was like, God, do I really want to go to law school or am I really just doing this so my dad loves me? And <laughs> mostly it was number two. I really just wanted my dad to love me. Well, he so. gave you. Cause he was mid- an attorney. So, he, or he gave is. you the midlife
0: crisis car. I mean, that's some token of affection. Yeah, that was
2: nice. Yeah. I got to drive it on the weekends. I was at his house because my parents were divorced. So I couldn't take it.
1: Wait a minute! Somebody whose parents got divorced—how'd that ever? Happen? <laughs> I know, right? Never heard of that. Somebody in radio from divorced parents. Really? <laughs> That's really hard to believe. Um, I do have to ask you this right up front to get it out of the way. Do you have any brothers?
2: I have one brother. Yes. And how old is your brother? He just turned forty this year.
1: Okay, so. Because I used to lift weights with a guy named Norton. Okay. One of the biggest, strongest human beings I ever met. So I, I did. I was going to judge how nice I had to be with, to you, based on if that was your brother.
2: <laughs> well, you probably should be nice to me anyway, though, because uh, he is ex-military and he's uh, and so uh, yeah, and uh, also paranoid schizophrenic. So like,
1: oh, hey, oh boy. are we That's related? We could agree. be. Divorce, paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> My father was.
2: Was he really? Yeah, yeah.
1: he was. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we didn't. They didn't diagnose him. There was always something going on, but we didn't know what. Did he and see so, stuff? He used to when he was a kid, he would just yeah. he would just talk he would talk to himself oh, and he had yeah. all these voices and all these different sounds and stuff and he mm-hmm. would just walk into his room and he'd be in his crib and he'd just be delighted. He'd just be having a whole course of conversations
3: with yeah. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. But no one ever fine. thought to say anything about it. Don't worry about a thing, we'll be fine. Well they usually I mean although to be fair, Alex talked to the spice girls all the time when she <laughs> <Spice> <laughs> With my daughter, <laughs> okay. his, his younger sister,
1: mm-hmm. Andy's younger sister, and they yes. usually
0: yeah. don't diagnose schizophrenia. The earliest is
1: That's usually a post puberty
3: thing. It, yep, it is.
2: Yeah, he was actually in the service when he got diagnosed, uh, really? so he was already in. So he's out on disability, he's on 100%
1: disability. So is he okay? I mean, is he medicated well, at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot of mm-hmm. different programs and regiments and treatment and right. lock-up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he seems to have found a decent path for good. himself right now. Well, and I'm
1: glad to hear that. That's a yeah. tough road to hell. Yeah. Yeah. So do you love your mother? I do. <laughs> okay, good. Now we're locked. See, that's three things. That's three Right, Right there. Three
0: Andy, why don't you and I just go grab a beer? We'll be back in 45 <laughs> no, minutes. I no, mean, The Tom and Tiffany get show. Get the
1: Freddy in the family. Yep. I get Divorce it. Divorce in the family. Yep. And she loves her mother, yep. which I adored my mother. So that's three, man. That's all. That's all I need that's everything you must be related (laughs) we probably are where did you grow up
2: Uh, mostly St. Paul and that side of town I was born in St. Paul and then uh, when I was a kid we moved to Washington DC my dad was working for the uh, Securities Exchange Commission for the government for about seven years so we lived down there in Woodbridge Virginia and then we moved back because he thought Virginia was too hot
0: it, it the does, weather, it, yes. it does suck in the summer. Oh, because of the awful
1: humidity, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the reason they call it drain the swamp isn't because of all the <laughs> legislators. It's because they built <laughs> D.C. on swamp. a swamp. It yeah, is, yeah. All there is
1: that. It mm-hmm. is true. Are they really thinking of changing the name of Washington D.C.?
0: I you were the really person that told me I didn't that, hear that. That, I that.
1: Apparently, they don't want Washington's name on anything anymore. That's ugh, God, whatever. How about the uh, Washington Car? George Washington Carver? Mm-hmm. Just name it. Washington, yeah. Carver, DC. How about that? What are they going to change it to? SpongeBob DC. What's well, about all? It's left. no wait. Well, oh, he's gay now, so that would Pe- help. SpongeBob's gay. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, it just came out like two days ago.
3: That can't sponge be. SpongeBob came out. I
2: think. Isn't SpongeBob more non-binary than gay? I think
3: yeah. Well, you would think he's so childish that it doesn't really come into the equation. Got a sponge with a wiener. Yeah, that's the other thing is, yeah, he's a sponge.
0: So, you know, <laughs> so, you know he is a sponge. So tell ta- ta- this isn't right. It, it, he didn't come out, right? That
1: cannot be real. I'll look it up. They just decided, I yeah. believe, on Monday or Tuesday oh, they? that SpongeBob
0: Nickelodeon,
1: is, uh, is I think, gay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Nickelodeon. Yeah, what do you got, Andy?
2: Why are you rubbing your head down? I have an ice cream
0: <laughs> headache.
1: Because <laughs> he's been with me for an hour and a half I mean, I'm now. I'm pretty Everybody progressive, but
0: at some point you have to have like a stop sign.
1: Well, Tiffany will go home and they'll go, what? Tiffany, why are you rubbing your head? Well, I was with Tom
3: for like two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody does that after it's over. What would you find out? Uh, they tweeted a rainbow-tinted picture of SpongeBob. Yeah, but there's a whole discussion about how he's gay. Well, they acknowledge that he's gay. I think people have been having that discussion for about 20 years. I know. Was he going finally... out with Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies? Was oh, that the moment? Remember the, that with the triangle? the triangle on his head? Yeah, uh-huh. I think that
0: was Pat was he Robertson he that determined
1: that, that he was oh, homosexual. Pat Robertson, Jesus. Why would you care if a sponge was gay? I don't I mean, care. If, Why would anyone care? That <laughs> sponge is gay. Good. You're good. sufficiently good pathetic, I suppose. I guess I don't know. It just that whole thing amazes me. I am very concerned about what you're doing with your genitalia. What? <laughs> Why do you care? and I, I, whatever anyway back to the fun with dougie
0: yeah that's I, I have, okay so tell us about your stand-up career how did you get started when did you start what did you do okay your biggest disasters oh, your god highest victories <laughs> oh, you know so the oh whole spiel
2: the highest victory i'm probably still waiting on uh no i started i started uh during the uh real estate recession so after I graduated, didn't go to law school, Founded my, found myself uh, doing mortgage banking for a long time and worked for uh, TCF. I can't and...
3: see
0: you as a mortgage banker.
3: I huh? worked for TCF.
2: Did you really? Which yeah. uh, which division?
3: Uh, I was just a teller over in okay. uh, Crystal. So you're a okay. vice for president? Not Robinsdale. yeah. all the tellers okay.
0: are vice presidents in the banking industry.
2: Yeah. My Weird. old manager, when we had to collect on people, because I worked at the finance company, I worked, I worked, I did some really...
0: Shady stuff. Bad
2: loans. <laughs> like, really high interest rate loans. But mm-hmm. everybody's uh, business card said manager because he didn't want to be bothered all the time whenever people would call it mad and want to talk to the <laughs> manager. So he just made everybody
1: manager. Uh, every, that makes sense. Yeah. Hi, my name's Karen. <laughs> was Bill Cooper's idea?
2: I don't know if it was Bill Cooper's idea. You, you know, I never, me- I never met Mr. I never, Cooper when never I when I uh, worked for him, no.
1: Bill was an interesting guy. He was a Detroit cop. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Bill Cooper started as a Detroit cop. And no then way. He, he did. Wow. I knew Bill really well as a man. Speaking of
3: cops, Officer Dave says you made the right choice not going into law enforcement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you, Officer Dave.
0: He's an actual <laughs> officer that has been on the show before. Okay, uh, and he's western one, suburbs.
1: You do not want to piss off Officer Dave because he's about what six six, but six six, probably about two
0: eighty, and yeah. he's on
1: keto. <gasps>
2: Always on keto too,
1: because
2: yeah. that just and really amps like the it. anger up, doesn't it? <laughs> no, You're on keto. Exactly. That's exactly
1: Those right. Those are guys
2: too. that can rip phone, book,
3: phone right. books apart. The, well, you know. the keto just all guys. strength.
0: It's, you know, some people are 280, and the, the, you know, you, they couldn't beat you to the front door. But.
3: Yeah. right. <laughs> 280 can mean a lot of things.
1: Um, not an Officer Dave's though, case. There's not a whole lot of fat no. on that body, <laughs> it's a man.
2: But uh, stand up, I started. Uh, the The market fell apart, and. So I'd always wanted to do stand-up, and I'd been writing jokes in a little notebook since college, and I was like, but I always thought that was, like, a special thing. Like, someone told you you're supposed to be a comedian, or, like, I I didn't know how any of that worked, so I just signed up for my first open mic I did in 2003 at Knuckleheads at the Mall of America, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And then it closed. I'm not saying it's my fault, but <laughs> no, it's more
1: doll's the fault. Next Yeah, it's more it's Dave's. <laughs> it's Dave's
2: fault. I, I used to. i for Dave a bunch of times. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back excellent. In, back in the day, we had to do a boat. We did a we did a river boat cruise, and I had a horrible set. And everybody's like eating spinach, and it's in their teeth, and they're oh, looking at oh. me, right? And I'm just bombing, oh. and I don't realize that my microphone is also miking the other decks of the boat and it's being like broadcast out on the water so like oh, people like god. no frame of reference like where is this voice coming from <laughs> what is happening and i was just eating it and then uh and dave was out of the room presumably smoking and uh yeah, presumably
1: you know, not dave not born, uh,
2: yeah. born oh. uh, smoking yep and he was outside and he came back in and i go oh thank god you weren't in here to, to hear that and he's like oh i heard it <laughs> We all heard it.
1: <laughs> we all heard that
2: it. That has to be
0: the most painful thing in the world. Oh, I would think
2: it was so bad.
0: I played in bands, and every once in a while you get that, but you're never. You're in a band, so it's like shared pain. Right. It's not solo pain.
3: No. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, before we go to break, we have a quick, uh, quick correction. Six four three hundred. Oh,
1: okay. Six four three hundred. are tiny. Yep.
3: You better cut back on the
1: chow a little bit right. there, but... <laughs>
0: Stop eating those community donuts. Yeah,
1: those community donuts. Six, four, three hundred. Yep. And I'm not kidding you, his biceps are like almost the world They're record. bigger
0: than mine, if you can believe it. Yeah, that. no, they're bigger
1: than Doug. Wow. Really wow.
0: <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break.
1: Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important?
0: Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Now
1: well, that sounds like a great way to do business.
0: All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create
1: loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
3: LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential.
0: Oh, don't use that. That's the COVID spray.
1: <laughs> oh, I sprayed the wrong one. That's right. Yes, you actually put you COVID now it. in there. I still don't know anyone – well, I talked to a guy today, a friend of Ray Eriks. I don't know anyone other than one guy in Boston who had it in January, but he didn't know it was COVID when he had it. He right. was actually on a respirator, too. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry, he was, on, he was in ICU, he was okay. on a respirator. Oh. But then he found that it was COVID. It's very different. I, still, I don't know anyone other than him who has had COVID.
2: Why is that? I I know someone who just got diagnosed
1: this week. Oh, you did? And I
2: already went and had my test, which was really easy. Have you had your test? Mm No. Oh, it's super easy. You just drive in.
1: Right, right. And
2: they just swab your nose, and you're done.
1: See, I'd like to
0: get the one to find out if you had it. I had this really weird four days in February or March. It's a blood draw test, I think. Where I had the sweats for a day, and then three days in a row in the middle of the night, I couldn't breathe because it felt like somebody was punching me in the back. Yeah, and then might it went be away. It, it I, might, it be, might it. be, or I'm just a hypochondriac, and it's something. Oh, that too. You might also want to get your heart checked.
2: Well, it's... Just saying. Or are you in a safe place? Is your wife beating you?
0: <clears throat> She's really picture. little. She verbally assaults me. But all of your uh,
1: buddies. Yep. All of your pals in mooner. one picture. The Mooner.
0: Which we do have a talk and text line, if anybody has anything in their mind. 561. That's not... I didn't say it wrong. That's a Florida number. it's so mm-hmm. not 651. Five, 561-228-4061. Five, six, two, two, six,
3: it is kind of an unfortunate coincidence that the... Uh, 651 five, and 561. It's 651 six, five, and yeah, 561. That is true. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely true, Five six one two two eight four zero six one. if you have any comments. Is Moon, Moon's back, isn't he?
3: Yeah. He unretired? I talked to him. No, 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 no. no. he came and back was, Florida. He, he
0: does the, your dad thing, he goes down to
3: Florida in the winter now, but I talked to him
2: three weeks ago, I guess it was. Uh. Yeah, I talked to him last night, actually. Oh, did, oh, did you? you really? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, if you're running from the cold, that's, you know... You can be here right now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, since it's 92 degrees <laughs> exactly. yesterday, you probably yeah. can show up now. Yeah. There's not a lot of cold to run from right now.
1: <laughs> Those din We go to dinner with with Moon once in a while, and it's just phenomenal. It's Isn't time. he just
2: the best? a great guy. There's he's stories really just guy. for days. Oh yeah,
1: you get a lot days. of story. And his wife's far too good for him. Oh, I know. Pee-wee. Just like the rest of us.
2: Cynthia's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, she
0: is great.
1: So. Really, really nice.
2: But he's
0: probably. Other than Tom, the most positive person I've ever met in my life. I am very positive. With all of his health problems and stuff, and he's just smiling and telling jokes and laughing, it's like, I'd be over in the corner weeping softly. What does
3: he have? MS. Oh, and cancer. And cancer, yeah. Yeah. It's not a fun combo. Other than that, it's fine. Well, I guess it depends on the kind of cancer. My uncle has, he's had cancer for like 15 years, and it, you know, CLL, it doesn't really, you know, do a whole lot. Unless you ignore it, and then there
1: was another joke that Doug was going to tell. <laughs> no, I, it all works out in the end.
0: So, um, what the hell? Tell us about the bitter baker. Oh, okay. I mean, I know what it is, but okay. not everybody does. This is a, your opportunity to pitch your deal. <laughs> yes,
2: that's right. And I watched um, a
0: couple episodes. It's really funny. I oh,
2: guess. good. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Um, it's a sketch comedy series, basically. Um, I am the bitter baker. And it, the idea came, I have a friend who used to direct for the Food Network, and I really like cooking. And I was, we were just having happy hour, kind of toying with the idea of how can we take a, a a baking show and kind of turn it on its head? Because what are all these cooking shows? It's like, oh, my wonderful family and this wonderful event and right. all of my fancy friends and da 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 And it's like, no, I'm usually just baking to, like, manipulate people into liking <laughs> me and
3: <laughs> like allowing
2: it to be permissible for me to not be quite as good of a person because I can cook, <laughs> which is kind of how my...
0: Well, I have a, I have a related question. Okay. Because I love to cook, too, but mm-hmm. I'm currently sick of my own cooking right now yeah I'm just that it's, happens enough's enough that anyway I, it's good to know i'm not alone go ahead c- carry on
2: yeah well i mean and that's basically it so they're three minute videos and i actually to answer the questions i actually do c- bake them i actually do cook there's no it's just me and my director but uh yeah it just started out as kind of a fun thing and people are starting to get into it so yeah
0: now, you worked on the Jason show, didn't you?
2: I have. Uh, I didn't work on the Jason show, but I've uh, been on his show several times.
0: A friend of mine is a uh, cameraman for. Do you know Eric Sturm? I think I do. Tall red-headed guy, completely insane.
1: What's his last name?
2: Sturm. Sturm.
1: With Maybe. An M? Yeah. Boy, he missed it by one letter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What?
1: The T instead of a P? Eric Sperm is oh. it? You. You, did, you didn't even know. <laughs> I, I didn't
0: get it. I just I, oh my, my coffee God. makers. I'm cleaning it today, so I didn't have any. I'm a little slow on the uptake. No, he was our. I what met him. doze off. He was our creative director for a little while, and came up with these hysterical Stern? commercials that we could never run.
1: Why not? Because they chance. were crazy. They oh, were, They were nuts.
0: Yep. Yeah. You met him once. It was when Sue Lin was our marketing director. I mm-hmm. think you met yeah, her. Yeah. And w- when when they said, "Hey, we want to get on the podcast," yep. so I think you, you met him once at yep, the old studio eight yeah. years ago. But anyway, he knows.
1: Years ago, right? yeah. good god!
0: Whoever thought that your podcast was going to go that long?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. I thought it'd be like eight days, and I go, "Oh, we gave it a try," so it all worked out in the end. You should, have,
0: you should have seen the first ones because it's him and Don Shelby.
2: Oh,
1: Don Shelby. <laughs> okay, here's okay. You be me and I'll be Don Shelby, and this is how, what Don really did. It's a true story. So you be me and I'll be Don.
0: So Don, uh, tell us about Mark Twain.
3: Yeah,
1: fuck that. <laughs> He, he, he dropped, dropped the f bomb
0: constantly.
3: Constantly. Don Shelby all the time. No. The freedom, the
1: could. Could.
3: No. The freedom oh, yeah. of being able to say we what call he wanted. Him Don oh F-B my Sheldon. god. He's like
2: I've been holding this in my whole <laughs> TV career. It's I'm just true. gonna lay
3: there's it out. There's a guy that worked it's for
0: us named uh, Jack Robinson who loved the podcast and he was a huge Don Shelby and Tom fan. And, and uh, I said Don, there's this guy listens to you all the time. Every time I go back to the office, he's talking about what's on the podcast. His name's uh, uh, Jack Robinson. We call him Big Jack. Could you do a, a like a birthday greeting for him? And he goes,
1: okay. And he goes, Big Jack, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go and fuck I gave yourself it to him. was his catchphrase. Was his catchphrase. And, like, catchphrase he loved it, it
0: so much that was his, <laughs> his ringtone. So when want his, that. I when want his phone
1: would ring, it was like, go fuck yourself.
2: No, I want I that. Don't. I want that. I want Don Shelby to tell me yeah, to go so fuck myself. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: really do. Don was great to work with. I really like him a lot. He's an amazing guy. The the
0: first time that I was in the studio with him, um, the Walls or commercials were a little bit different than I know. I was talking about something, and he started asking me questions because he's kind of an environmentalist, and he's talking about all this stuff. And and i just staring at him, and then I realized, hmm, I'm supposed to talk. I'm Mm -hmm. not watching TV. This is so weird.
1: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because it's like, you know,
0: you're thinking, next, he's going to do the weather.
1: Anyway.
2: (laughs) Right. My friend started a Twitter account just dedicated to his hair.
1: <laughs> Got good hair. Yeah. And he also had his own own uh tie for his boat for his neckties. The the Shelby knot. Oh, I oh, oh, yeah. no, the Shelby knot. Oh, yeah. no, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Absolutely. he absolutely had the Shelby knot. He mm-hmm. had his own knot. It showed up in like GQ. <laughs> it did. I'm not kidding you shelby's a piece of work very very smart guy he is a smart yeah. guy that is the one thing i will tell you that i you know tiffany i you would understand well everybody here would understand this uh when i first started 35 years ago at kq and i'd been you know i started at hubbard 50 years ago right almost 50 years ago but over the years you know first you, you know shelby retires and then you know, Mark Rose in the situation, and I, all those people just kind of, Bud Crailing was still there. I was, it was phenomenal. But it, uh, all those people are not around anymore, and it's really weird. And I don't know any TV people anymore other than, well, I know Mike Max and, and Frank and Amelia, but that's about it. Chris Eggert over Channel 5. Chris yep. is a friend. He's a cool dude. But, yeah, he's a great guy. You know, guy with, doesn't have a leg to stand on. But
2: Oh, wow.
0: You had to throw okay. it out there. You had to,
1: didn't you? <laughs>
0: Explain <laughs> well, he, the joke for people that might not know.
1: Well, Chris has talked about it on this show and the morning yeah. show quite often that he, he lost a leg to infection. Yeah. And he is... One, he was one of hell of an athlete. He probably still is one hell of an athlete, as a matter of fact.
0: Can't go to his left, though.
1: <clears throat> can't go to his left at <laughs> he all. He go no, left. He's got no shot going to his left.
3: <laughs> one of the runners is
1: busted. But you want to be the nice guy. Chris Eggert is about as nice a guy yeah. as you ever, ever want to run across. And, no doubt about it.
2: And he's he's really lovely in the halls. Not You know what I mean? Like yeah. He doesn't have to yep. be nice to me. Yeah. You know, he's, no, he's a you great know, guy. Yeah. And very dreamy blue eyes. Yeah, he's say. a
1: handsome devil. Yep. No doubt about that. There's no question about that. Dreamy blue eyes. He does. Dreamy Chris Anger. I hope you're listening, Chris, you prick. <laughs> oh, you've got dreamy blue eyes. <laughs> well, it's you not know. just
2: me saying that. The guys in the hall say it too. Like everybody, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's like a tractor yeah. beam, that man.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I
0: met uh, Alex Kendall a couple of times. Oh, yeah. ago, Alex and is and super she's got cool. kind of the same eye. eyes too. It's <gasps> like.
2: God, oh. is she gorgeous. Yeah. She posted a picture of like when she graduated from high school, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. What a smoke show.
1: Yeah, but the only problem is he dated Lastman for Christ's sake. Nice she choices. She went out with Lastman. Nice choices. Oh, my God. What the hell are you thinking? How'd he mess that up? <laughs> it's Lassman. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> no, he, man, that guy, you want to talk about dating attractive women, he was pretty good at that. No doubt about it.
0: I'm just not going to say a word.
1: <laughs> what? Nothing. What? How awesome. do you pull
0: that off? If never,
1: never. Mind. Well, I, I know, like that. John. who knows. He's
0: listening. He's probably scraping my car right
1: now. He's at the parking lot, jacking your car up with a pair of scissors. It's all true.
0: Can I ask a serious question? Uh-oh. Sure. This is back to law enforcement. Okay. What's your take on all this craziness that's happened in Minneapolis and defunding the police and you know what the real issues are? Sorry to I mean, get
2: serious. Yeah. But no way I can alienate people this way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's really, I, and I have given it a lot of thought. I'm sure. And yeah. um, on one hand, I think we're taxing our police with too many things. They end up being the enforcers yep. of what doesn't get handled homelessness, mental illness. Like I said earlier, my brother is mentally ill. Had he not been on a military pension, mm-hmm.
0: He'd be in tough shape. He would be in he'd tough be shape, on and the and he'd be sidewalk, very, be,
2: very possibly, yeah. very possibly, if he could not live with family members or find some way to take care of them. So, I think a real conversation has to start about how do we do that. Um, but homelessness—it is so much more expensive to not deal with it. The average alcoholic, and this is a book I read maybe ten years ago, but the average alcoholic who's chronic and on the streets will cause a local ER up to one point five million dollars per year because they are prone to falls.
3: Yeah. And when
2: you have a fall and you don't know what's wrong and someone's unconscious what do you do? They they go through the whole litany of tests and this and that and the other thing. So like in St. Paul they've developed a, a wet house where there are people that are chronic and they can and they can they can imbibe but it's like they check it in and and there's a procedure to it but we can't we can't keep taxing the police with that and I don't know what that looks like but when I hear defund I was immediately like well, we can't not have police. That's right. just not. Right. We can't not have police. But are we charging them with too much? Probably. And and we have to have some real conversations about, you know, poverty, and how that can look, and how to build respect within the community and for those, you know, uh, and and to nurture relationships between those two groups because I they can't be any more far apart right now. Right. I mean, being a comic in town, I have a lot of uh, friends from just different parts all over from the world, you know? And uh, I see them get treated differently. Mm
0: -hmm. We got to take a quick break and we'll get back because I want to talk more about this. There's only one
1: more segment this day flew by. I know. Man.
0: We'll be right back after this exciting announcement from one of our sponsors.
1: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months
0: We are back. Walzer Automotive's car selling secrets with special guest Tiffany Norton. We're talking about comedy and now we're talking about serious stuff to just ruin what's left of her career. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So fork I me. you know, as an outsider, my take is this and I I, I know a lot of cops. I I, I agree that the vast, vast majority do the right thing and they're good people. I, I do like Chris Rock's take on it. He says yeah. it's one of those occupations where you can't have bad apples. Right. Like American Airlines can't say, most of our pilots are great. We just have a couple bad apples that like to fly into mountains. Exactly. Yeah. But it seems to me, and and I'm not an insider, I don't know, but what for change to really happen, all the really great cops have to put the finger on the ones that aren't. And if that doesn't happen I think we're totally effed.
2: If they well, that's just it. They've been allowed to keep themselves accountable and this is where we've gotten. Yeah. And I I think a national database and it's just like anything. I mean, how many times I mean, other than radio, there's not a lot of professions where you can get you can get written up a bunch of times, fired a bunch of times, rehired a bunch of oh, times. Right. Oh, car sales. Yeah. Oh, car sales. Well, Kind it's of the same sales. Oh, yeah, salespeople. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Good point. There's probably a lot of professions like that, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. Brain surgeon isn't one, though. No. You get written up a couple times, you're pretty much done.
2: No, but there has to be accountability because generally speaking, it's like it's a couple of people, but they have the... What I saw when I saw that video, which, I mean, we've all seen, and it's gut-wrenching. But it's not uncommon when you've got someone who's new to the force to defer to whoever is right. the perceived I mean, there's a chain leader. There's
0: command like the military, Abs- right?
2: Absolutely. And you start engaging in groupthink. But I, what, what scares me is that there's very much in a lot of these police departments, not all of them, but there's an us versus them. And how can we get beyond that? Because it's we. It is we. Yeah. It can't can't continue like this. I mean.
3: Well, when the media is literally saying it's us versus them, you can't blame them for fostering that kind of mentality as toxic as it is, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are literally saying it's us versus them, war with the police. Yeah. And then they wonder why the police have an us versus them mentality because everyone does. It's just more dangerous when certain people have that mentality. But you can't blame people to, you know, in war, yes, it's us versus them. That's how it is
2: true i I'll, I'll explain it this way too um i've I've been having a lot of these conversations with friends of mine that are very conservative and all that stuff, but um, I have a dear friend, do you know shannon Paul comedian shannon paul
1: yeah I, I, I don't know them but <clears throat>
2: I think she maybe i'm not sure if she's done this show i ever. think she has i think I she think, has I think right She
1: has,
2: absolutely so not to not to co-opt shannon's story but shannon is african-american shannon has a young son she and i are very good friends we've been besties for like 12 years when the um caretaker for that autistic man in florida was killed in miami about four years ago uh if you don't know the story this man escaped from his group home his caretaker ran out to retrieve him and in the process, the police officer misunderstood what was happening and shot the caregiver. Right. Right? right. And oh, I,
0: when he was laying on the street yes, yes. with his hands in the air. Yes, right. I do know what you're talking
2: about. Right. And uh, she was terrified because here's the thing her son has autism. And her son will not oh, yeah. will not react to authority. You can you can say get down. Oh, you can say right. put your hands up. You can tell him to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna do it. So after that. She actually went to her local police department and made all of the police officers meet her son. This is my son. He has autism. If you encounter him or he's playing with something and he's not listening to you, that's why. But I bring this up to my white friends, and I say, has that ever occurred to you that you need to do that as a mother of, of, oh, a, of a special needs kid?
1: Probably not.
2: No. And that, to yeah. me, is what is always – that's that's the difference, is yep. that there's a lack – uh, the – The people of color feel like there's just not a presumption of innocence Mm -hmm. in any of their, that everything is nefarious. Everything is, yeah, which we know is not true.
0: I I had that before I make my comment. Jerry Eaton texted me, says, say hi to Tiffany for me. We love her.
2: Oh, I love Jerry. Hi, Jerry. So
1: I I had this conversation. Hello. I'm, I'm deeply hurt. Well, listen, Jerry, Jerry
0: will you text AM. Tom and nope, tell him how fabulous <laughs> he is and what a great job he is doing it's and how everybody now. thinks he's fabulous? It's too
1: late now. Just talk, Don't text Tom. Don't worry about Tom. my feelings. I'll just look at my picture of Moon.
2: There you go.
0: So I had this conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple months ago, and we were talking about racial profiling, and I says, you know, I kind of understand it because back when I played in bands a lot, and I was in the car business, so I'm driving home at weekends, two thirty, three in the morning, usually in a late model car with dealer plates on the back. Now to cops that says car dealer, drunk, three in the morning, I got an easy I've been pulled over eight times. Okay. Blew the you know, and I'd always have a couple of beers, but I'd be like a .02 or oh, you know, it's just way, way under. And he goes, Well, here's the difference, Doug. When you're sitting in the back of the squad, did you ever think that you were gonna get shot? And right. I said, Nope, never did. He says, That's it. Right. I said, okay, I know I I do kind of understand it
2: now. Yeah. Well yeah, and then it's it's I mean, I I, I passed a bad twenty once that I knew was bad, you know? And I didn't occur to me that I would be
1: murdered for that, shot for that, yeah. shot for that yeah. you know. I mean You I,
0: passed a bad twenty on purpose. Way to go.
2: Yep. Yep. Way oh, to hey, you know what? That pizza's not gonna buy itself in college.
1: <laughs> pretty much true. It is pretty much true. I don't know, it's interesting to watch it all going on right now. But to me, it's fascinating. Like, growing up in North Minneapolis, watching all that stuff over the years. And, man, I, I do remember, and I'm very, you know, obviously won't use the entire word, but I do remember many, many years ago, a few decades ago, I was talking with some cop friends. Tiffany, my family, my mother's family. They're either cops or criminals. There's no in. There's no middle ground. It's all. You're either cop or you're a thug. So, Sounds like Tiffany's both a counterfeiter so, and a yeah.
2: police officer. Yeah. Are you Irish?
1: <laughs> no. I'm I mean, everything. Well, yes. I'm a little okay. Irish, but not a lot. Okay. Scott. Scott's. Monk, Scott's. Scott. What am I? Yandy. Scott
3: is British. <laughs> Basically, uh yeah. Pretty much just Northwestern European. Northwestern European, and then what is? It, was it four percent African? No. It's a uh, point oh. One or point one. Point, I thought it was point four. I'm well. No, I'm point. This is two. fascinating. So you're point one. <laughs> I'm just here Wait. to tell. No, it'd be. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you're right. No, it's point four. You're I'm right.
1: point four. Yeah, I. I want some respect. I'll be talking to a black man like that.
2: Sorry, you blew up.
0: Yeah,
1: to see. It's amazing you've
2: been able to pass this long.
1: I know. It's not you know 0.4 percent. James
0: Baldwin of Minneapolis here. (laughs) James
1: Baldwin. There you go. That's exactly right. Anyway, any more? Well, you were zero. in the
0: middle of a story, and then yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you said,
1: "You said yeah, everybody in your as family were soon cops and criminals." As he attacked me, I completely <laughs> oh, forgot <God. laughs> what I was going to say. It, it devastated me to be attacked.
0: Became by the dog. invisible man.
1: I, yes, I became the That's invisible man. the English
0: degree is showing.
1: Yes, exactly. Ooh, I like that. Very good.
0: Good book to read for those <laughs> who have never read it.
1: You need some sleep. I've never seen you so laid back in my life.
0: Eh, it's ninety degrees out. I love this time of year. Actually, it is great. I do. I really enjoy.
1: It absolutely enjoy is great. I, I love that, that
2: he's out still out. business though. He's got his uh, he's got his loafers on. Well, with his shorts. I was a little
0: late, so I just grabbed these shoes that I Are didn't. Are you have wearing loafers
2: with shorts? Yeah. Yeah. And no you know, socks too. He's Miami Vice over here. I'm an Episcopalian. Out. This is where we have to dress this
0: Get way. Get out. Get out. You're lucky you don't have a martini on no, a bottom. you Rolex. do two
1: Jackie Gleason that go, Norton, tell them to get out. <laughs> I think it's magnificent. These swear, God. You're such an embarrassment as a friend. I know. <laughs> he just goes, I know, yes, I know. It all works out in the end. Anyway, what was I talking about? I don't
3: know. I don't
0: yeah, let's, okay. let's go on to Tiffany. She's more fun. Back to Tiffany, <laughs> back to Tiffany. here we go. So no, when are you right. guys are going to get to gig again? When oh. when do you think clubs are going to open up? What's the latest? Oh, that's a good actually, I've got a lot of friends that are musicians, and this is driving them
2: absolutely. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I know. I Most of my feed is either comedians or magicians or right. magicians or musicians. Oh, actually, magicians. a couple of magicians, and too. They play gigs Oof. for each other. It's like, right? dude, none of you people have any money. What are you doing? Right. But I'm actually doing a gig. I'm driving Sunday to michigan i'm doing uh, island casino in the up oh, oh yeah, wow yeah so and that's
1: uh you better do some conservative humor up there i will just pass that along <laughs> oh i've done
2: this room many i've done oh, this room you? many times yeah you can play
0: northern minnesota you can play the up it's the same oh, thing oh, right? God, just on the other side of the, the water during yeah, the
2: oil yeah. boom i was i was all over north dakota south dakota oh, all yeah, that stuff sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah you know you just talk about sex more
1: Everybody likes yeah, that. No, I can, like see, that. That. I can right. see that. Absolutely. I don't. I just talked to Paul Mercurio. You know Paul? I ever worked with Paul McCurio?
2: No. But Paul, I know who he is. Yeah.
1: You know him, yeah. I just talked to him yesterday. And he, uh, t- last night or tonight, he's at the Improv in West Palm Beach. So mm-hmm. it reopened. So that's wow. good.
2: Yeah.
1: Clubs and are starting to reopen again. Yeah. Locally <clears throat> they are, too. I'll be yeah, at the Joke good.
2: Joint Comedy Club, or the uh, Laugh Camp, I should say, at Camp Bar in St. Paul the last weekend of the month. So, yeah, things are starting Excellent.
0: to
1: open up. That's good.
0: So, do they are they fifty percent capacity or because
2: it's indoors? Isn't it twenty
0: five? It's going 50 to
1: fifty today. I think. Okay. I think it's today, or it's either today or next week. It goes to fifty.
0: Okay. Which is if you've <coughs> ever been to an open mic,
1: fifty percent. Like, this is awesome. No, we're not. House is packed. Yeah,
2: all those <laughs> yeah, open mics have really prepared us for <laughs> no one being <laughs> there right. and socially distancing. <laughs> yeah. that's and very if you've had a true. bad set, no one wants to come within <laughs> six feet of you, anyway. Yeah, that's so.
1: Very, right. very true.
0: I remember that I was in college, and my girlfriend's cousin was visiting from New York, and we decided to go to Dudley Riggs back when it was on 28th and Hennepin. and It was open mic night, and her cousin was a big stoner, and we just got higher than giraffe's asses on the way driving from St. Paul. And we're the only people in the audience, and the three guys up there were just terrible. Yep. But we were so high, we laughed at everything, and they thought they were great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I actually, uh, doing an open mic, it's not there anymore. Do you remember Grumpy's on... uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, downtown.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Is that Tony Benincasa? Did he own that? I'm not sure who owned it. I think Tony did. I'm not sure. Nice Italian boy from North Minneapolis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were doing an open... I was doing an open mic there one night, and uh, I uh, did not realize that there was someone famous in the audience, and I walked Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, Oh, really? You walked him? I walked him. (laughs) He was in town playing Othello. Wow. And the and crew, the crew was getting mad because they kept going to like expensive restaurants, and like the rest of the actors were like, "Dude, we can't afford this. Like, where can we go? Where's a right. cheap place to drink?" Right. And so they locally they recommended Grumpy's, and yeah, I got a picture somewhere.
0: Is it Zach and Galif- I can never pronounce his name. Galifakis. Yeah. Is, is it he that interviewed Ian McKellen about acting? There, there's some hysterical bit out
1: you know, there. It's called leaf, some leaf. What?
2: Oh, two between
1: two ferns. Between yeah. two ferns. That's what. think I think he was ferns, on there. He's really mm. funny. He's an interesting guy. Though, all those guys, though, that you know, the Nick Swarts of the world. Now, those guys love him. Mm-hmm. They just love that guy.
2: Yep.
1: Swartz and that lame brain. He's down in the keys. Somebody told me. Well, I think it was Meat Sauce that told me. He's down in uh, the. Swartz is just hanging out in the keys. Doesn't feel like working right now.
2: Oh, boy, must be nice. Yeah, he was in town this uh, this uh, winter. I yeah, caught
1: him a couple two times. By two months. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yep. Caught him a couple times.
1: It's going to
0: be nice to be back to work, though. Uh,
1: it is absolutely, absolutely true. That's your show, man. It flew so, by
0: again. We'll have to have Tiffany back yeah, soon. Yeah, Tiffany,
1: you got to come back soon. I'd love to. We got to get you on the on the KQ morning show whenever you're available. That'd be wonderful.
2: Oh, I would love to. I would
0: love.
1: Let it. me know, yeah. especially when you know the club's opening. It'd be, you know, that'd be a good thing. Well, like I said, whenever that'd be fun
2: you might regret that I might just be yeah I'll be there the tomorrow oh, yeah. and for
0: the what do you mean there's
1: COVID-19 Tom
2: told me to show up
0: he
1: said I, you should be here damn yeah. it no I think it'd be great that'd be wonderful you should come back and do this show too this is really a lot fun. more energy he's a pain in the ass oh come today. on I thought i good questions fine oh here's a question uh,
0: where'd you get that dress
1: I didn't <laughs> ask hell. that question I heard your tone I was
0: attempting to be fun and poignant
1: Oh well, never mind. <laughs> poignant. See, poignant. He misses. I missed that completely. It <laughs> right over my head to being poignant.
0: Thanks for listening. Episode fifty-three of Walzer Automotive Group's car selling secrets is now in the can. We'll be back next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. Bye.